Well, hello there. How are you doing? Oh, okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. I know. I know. I fucking know. It's Listen, I know. It's been a little bit. I'm a little behind. I didn't do what I said I was going to do. But hey, what, what can I tell I don't get paid for this. I don't get paid to bring you this free content. You know? I don't have advertisers. I don't have to answer to the man. I don't, have, I don't have a boss in this. You're not my boss. You think you're my fucking boss? Let me tell you something, buddy. You're not my fucking boss. Because if you were my boss, uh, I would begrudgingly do this. <laughs> no, but seriously, man, I, I, have, been, I have been busy. Um, busy doing what? Probably nothing uh, of any sort of importance whatsoever. But I can tell you, I fell off the wagon pretty fucking hard. And I have to tell you, I cannot do anything creative. Like if I'm in a drinking mindset, it is just, it cannot get any, well, Pat, you sound like a bit of an alcoholic. Well, you know what? Maybe, maybe I fucking am a little bit. <laughs> no, it's not, it's not, it's just, I can't do anything creative. I don't know what it is about it. Like I can obviously like, you know, life itself keeps going on. You know, my real job doesn't get impacted by that. But basically, man, I get to the end of the day, I'm a little bit tired because I don't sleep as well. And I'm just like, well, fuck it. I want to watch TV. And play fucking Civilization 3, like, you know, the 10-year-old that I am. And and that's what I do. And then I'm like, well, if I'm just sitting here watching TV, I might as well drink a beer. And then one beer turns into another, and the whole fucking cycle repeats. And it's just, I cannot get anything creative done. So it's, it's good to fucking have that bit of a bender out of the way. Uh, and we're back to the podcast. We're back to the podcast, which is good. Um... I have to say, and, and the reason, the reason for it, Celtic, fuck it, Celtic played Rangers, um, which is just a, an absolutely massive game for those that don't follow soccer. It's, it is, it is the four time a year bloodbath that is the old firm. Oh, not called the old firm anymore because Rangers died. They're a new co, so it's it's actually the, the new firm. Um, but yeah, man. So when you know, once I realized that sober October was over. I'm going to go to the bar at 7 a.m. to drink with my, the, you know, my like six pals that end up showing up for these games at 7 in the morning. Uh, it was just fucking over, man. It was fucking over. Um, and what didn't help was that they got thrashed 2-0. It absolutely ruined the rest of the week and probably you know, at least the weekend and the week for me. Um, and then a couple of all-day sessions uh, really took its toll and... You know, then, you know what? We're just fucking... And then we have to just catch up. We got to go to work. We got to go in these cycles, man. But it's good to be back. It's good to be back on the wagon doing the podcast with you, my loyal listeners, uh, the Herd Immunity Podcast. And I got to say, thank you guys. Thank you guys that, that gave me some good feedback too because um, it's it's it makes it a lot easier to, to come up and, and try and do this again, knowing that, uh, you know, that th- things aren't perfect, but uh, they're getting better. And, uh, and the feedback was good, so, so thank you guys for that. Um, one of the things that this podcast, it also made me think too uh, about the utter fucking liability this thing is, is, and hopefully I got to the point where I lost the person that I'm thinking might be listening to this by rambling for the first couple of minutes. But this, was, this, this podcast, guys, this, is, this labor of love that I'm doing is an absolute fucking liability, even with a pseudonym. I, I can't even fucking keep it straight. So I, I was re- approached by a recruiter to take another job. And <laughs> she says, 
you know, we get through the first couple of rounds of interviews, which are just with the recruiter, and then we're going to set up like a an interview with with essentially who would be your manager. And they do this Google review, right? And or a Google meetup video fucking conference. And I swear to God, this, I'm not making this up. I'm 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 sitting at my desk, opening the email in Google Chrome from my personal email account, and I open to. You know, I open the message and I can see that I'm signed into Chrome under my podcast name. And lo and behold, I don't know how the fuck this happens, but I click the link thinking it's going to be me. And on the waiting screen, it shows like the avatar and I fucking stupidly made the avatar for my like my picture. The the herd immunity logo, right? The herd immunity podcast. And for whatever goddamn reason, it signed me into this meeting as Alf Bergen. I swear to fucking Christ. And like, and it wasn't like it was just like a brief flash. It was like, it was on there the entire fucking time. And so I turned my camera on and even then, you know, my little picture was still there. And I, I had this absolute fucking shit show of a time trying to get into this meeting. And for, for whatever goddamn reason, I couldn't get the fucking microphone to work. This technology shit. It's so fucking hard to use. I couldn't get the microphone on. And so I'm sitting there fumbling around. Meanwhile, I've got this fucking herd immunity, John the Baptist with his head fucking cut off with his pseudonym on here. And he's like, I thought I was meeting with a guy named Patrick Thibodeau, but instead I'm meeting with a guy named Alf Bergen with a decapitated head as his profile picture. And he's going to sit here across from me and try and take this interview seriously. Get fucked. <laughs> and so when I finally, I figure this out. And so I, 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 I Close the meeting. Just so I was like, fuck, I got to fucking figure out a way. So I had to sign out. Meanwhile, I'm late to this interview now because I'm fumbling around with the microphone, then realize that I'm, I'm Alf Bergen in this. Uh, and then, and then he goes, you know, I, I click in, I fucking figure, he's like, you know what? Let me just call you. I can tell you everything. I'm like, let me just call you. I said, oh yeah, yeah, fucking that's great. And I didn't, my fucking phone was still in my bed from the morning. Cause I just hadn't, it was literally in my bed for fucking since I, I got out of bed. And so it was like under the cover, so I tried to fuck, try and fucking find it. And it was just an absolute shit show nightmare. I finally, when I get to listen, like, I'm like, hello, can you hear me? Oh, great. I've never used a Google meeting before. I'm so sorry. These things, man, I don't know what to tell you. And he's like, Alf Bergen, is that a, is that a character from Ulysses? <laughs> and me holding out hope. Me holding out hope that, you know, maybe it's just on my end. Maybe he can't see that. Maybe it's, it's me and I'm, I'm freaking out because I'm seeing something I shouldn't. No, he confirmed it. And he's just like, so what is that all about? And I was like, yeah, it's like his podcast. It's like just a gag with a couple of my friends and, you know, blah, blah, blah. And it was like, you know, I'll, I'll check it out. And I was like, don't. Please fucking don't. Because I think the first thing... <laughs> First thing he's going to see is essentially my drafting system for how men choose their mates, which fucking, by the way, I got a talking to for my girlfriend about because she didn't find that bit as funny as some of the other people did. Believe it or not. Could you believe? <laughs> Could you believe that a woman didn't find the drafting bit as funny as a man would? <laughs> she was like, why? And then I'd have to try and make a rational argument for this absolutely insane system. And then rightly, she was like, well, why? That still doesn't make any sense. It was, it was the classic thing that girls do, that, that they just beat you down with rationality. We sit here and we think that, you know, men are, we are the ultimate, we are the rational beings. 
that we, we make fucking unemotional decisions and we, we think through things. But look, I think the, the gift that women have is that they can, they can literally break down a problem and then just beat you into submission with rationality. It's fucking, it's beautiful. And, and, and part of the other theory on this too is that, you know, men, we were able to evolve fucking beating the brains out of one another, essentially, right? We don't, we don't know how to express ourselves or express our feelings. We would rather go, you know, take our fists and fucking <laughs> give someone a fucking finger sandwich. But instead, you know, women evolved in an ability to outsmart, outfox a man. So if you're ever in a position, and this is unrelated to my, my, my comments, but I've also told this to other guys too, is if you're ever in a position where you think you're, you're outsmarting a woman, she's already two steps ahead. She's, buddy, she's, the women are way, way smarter than men when it comes to figuring things out and seeing ways around a corner because we, we're just not wired that way. Yeah, and that's it. And Claire was the perfect example of I'm just going to keep saying why until you admit that this fucking stupid system that you just riffed on is uh, is is <laughs> fucking stupid beyond belief. Uh, and she's right. So uh, yeah, so that's that's how my last podcast went. Um, but no, it was fucking fine. It was funny. I had a good, I had a good, good fucking time. Um. But I don't know. One of the things too, though, in this in this time that I've taken away from being creative, I, I've had to. I do one of these things, man. Where I like, I break down. Like I, I'm not good at doing things, like. In the, like in the middle, right? Like I'm either all in or I'm all out, and I I really struggle with like the intensity of like you can kind of do like a little bit of this and a bit. I was like, no, no, I have to be doing all of it at the same time. And I'm doing none of it. Um. And so I, I, I started to like deconstruct a little bit. Like what are the things that I, like, I have to do every single day to have a good day? And it's, it's like little things like I need to make my bed every day for, and if I just leave it at that, it sounds so stupid. And it's like, why the fuck would you make your bed? It's like something my parents used to make me do, you know, every, <laughs> every morning, gotta make your bed. Why? Well, because we might have company over. And what if they, you know, what if they see an empty room? I don't think that, I don't know if they, that wouldn't matter. And, and, you just, and, and it was all bullshit. And like to this day, it's fucking bullshit. If anyone, no one ever went into my bedroom anyway. But if they did, I'd be like, oh, look, the kid's got a, <laughs> laid in his bed last night. Good. I'm glad he's using the bed and his parents aren't sticking him out in the shed somewhere. Actually, I think it's a really, that's a great way to cover up child abuse. Now that I'm thinking about it, I don't think children should ever be able, should be forced to make their beds because that, that can cover up if you are not allowing your children to sleep in bed and instead they're in the doghouse. I don't know if that fucking happens, but we're sticking with that one. Uh, but, <laughs> but, but in any case, these stupid reasons aside, right? It's just like, I do like the idea of like the first thing you do in the morning, you accomplish something. I think the Marines teach that. Uh, but also at the same time, like I'm a lunatic. Like I, if my, if my sheets aren't evenly distributed, I fucking toss and turn all night. And if my pillow isn't fluffed the right way, I'm like leaning on my side and I wake up sore and just, and there's nothing better in the world. I, I like literally nothing better in the world than going to a clean bed that smells good where the sheets are like, you know, like pressed against the bed. Nothing better in the world. Hotels have figured that shit out, by the way. Cause like, would you rather, you know, spend a hundred bucks or I, would you, would you rather spend an extra like 
30 bucks more a night to stay in a hotel than Airbnb. I say hotel every fucking time because I know those sheets. Granted, there's probably been like a thousand people that have fucked in those sheets before, but granted, at least they seem like they, they fucking smell better. <laughs> and there's some, you know, <laughs> and, and they're perfectly folded. And, you know, which you don't think about the fact it was probably folded by some um, person making, you know, less than minimum wage. Um, <laughs> can't speak English, but hey, you know what? It makes me feel good when I fall asleep every night. Um, but <laughs> but in any case, like in kind of doing that and kind of like taking stock of like the things like I got to do every day, I've also decided like I want to get a dog. And and like the for one of the first times ever, I've actually seriously like Googled and been like, what kind of dog breed do I want to have? And like, what, what can I handle? And I, I can tell you, I know, and I've known for a while, I would love a Border Collie. Absolutely fucking love a Border Collie. And I'm trying to figure out ways of like Googling this question in a number of different ways to get a list that would confirm to me that I can like support a Border Collie in a 700 square foot apartment in a city. And believe it or not, I Googled this probably like 30 different ways and I still cannot find a fucking list that will accept what I'm trying to do, which obviously indicates that I shouldn't have a border collie, but that's not, that's not going to keep me from trying because I could just get, why, what would prevent me from getting a dog? And then you go into this, like this spiral of, well, you know, as long as I, you know, it needs a couple hours of running a day. And if you don't, you, you got to figure out a way to keep it like mentally and like into like using its intellect to figure shit out all day because it's, it's, it's literally just built to be working. Basically, it was designed to essentially with the intellect of like a six-year-old child, right? Imagine this dog being smarter than your average six-year-old. Your average first grader, this dog is smarter than. And it was trained to essentially run your farm for you of like keeping animals in check and figuring shit out and then just being like an absolute baller at all times. Not to mention, it's just like a really friendly, like loyal dog. And that's the one I want. But unfortunately, I don't live on a farm. Um, and so I have to keep contriving these questions to see if I can find a list that would say, yeah, Pat, you know what? That's a good idea. That's, that dog would be very, very happy with you and your sedentary lifestyle um, and your 700 square foot prison uh, surrounded by concrete, which, you know, is very harmful to a running dog, not to mention just fucking shredded glass everywhere and every sidewalk. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the, the border collie is a dog for you. But what I've like, what made me like, it's really the fucked up thing about all that though, is like, I've kind of been like in this like mental head case or the state where I'm like, why are we... <laughs> Hey man, like I would love to have someone to just play with me and like go for exercise every day and then devise some games to keep me like intellectually stimulated. I'm like reading these lists and being like, bitch, I am, I, I don't think I have this level of intellectual stimulation in my daily day. I, I, I don't exercise two hours a day. <laughs> I would love to. I would, you know, and it got me into the sense of being like, you know what, like, being a dog, like, to properly, you know, equipped pet owners, it is the absolute life. 
Like, why can't we join a system? I want to voluntarily join a system where somebody just gives me like several hours of physical activity to just do, like run around and shit. And then when I come home, someone gives me a puzzle and is like, I need you to fucking figure out this puzzle and then I'll give you some food. I mean, at the end of the day, I'm going to feed you regardless, right? So in the back of your mind, you kind of know that. But they're like, yeah, figure out this puzzle, we'll give you some food, maybe some treats, you know, some Oreos. And it reminds me of being like basically like a 10 year old. We treat, we raise children like we would, like a border collie. And I, it is, that has to, that's the best fucking life you can imagine. I swear to God, I would trade my career to, to move to a place and watching the Kanye West, Joe Rogan interview, maybe the place that Kanye is building. I'm just going to go start hanging out over there. I am, I'm leaving society. I'm going to go hang out in Kanye West's little utopia pod where we sing songs with Jesus. And hopefully he's got some sort of system in there where we are giving the border collie regimen to human beings because I can't imagine anything that would make me happier. It's like, you know what? We're going to go, we're going to do some trail running. We're going to go play with some sheep. Keep, I need you, Pat, 27 years old. I need you to keep these sheep in line. Just keep running around them, you know, sl- you know clap, clap at them, yell at them. I need you to keep them in line. We're going to do some trail running. And then, you know, at, we're going to come home. We're going to do some puzzles. And then you're going to sleep in a warm bed. Uh, and I'm going to feed you and give you some treats. That, like, I... I, I can't get out of my mind the idea of where can I run to go to this, this dog. Like the, 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 the people that own Border Collies, I need to go find those people and I'm going to see if I can get adopted because I'm done. I'm out. I'm out. Because I, I, I would love to essentially get a Border Collie and treat a dog this way. You know, I don't have the space to do it. So I think I decided I want to become a Border Collie or at least live like one. Maybe I should go back to drinking. I don't know. These aren't good thoughts. <laughs> Pat, what you're describing is a authoritarian regime under which you sacrifice all personal freedom so you can behave like an animal. Yeah, that's exactly what I'm saying. <laughs> I have no problem with authoritarianism, evidently. Um... Yeah, but then, you know, but then what, what, what ended up happening, right? You say something like that, and then you end up with a dog owner that's just like me, that's just like, just so busy, like just neglects you, and is like, hey, stop yelling! Hey, hey! Stop, stop chewing the furniture! All right? I'll take you out in three hours! I'm working here! That's what, you know, that's what I'll end up getting. If I were to go to this dog utopia. I don't know. And then they get destructive, right? Dogs get destructive when they're not treated with enough attention. What, what, what? But are they really more destructive than bored humans? I mean, I have to believe at some level, right? Like, like Hitler was bored. You know? He was unemployed, so he was just fucking writing crazy shit. Mein Kampf. <laughs> I don't know, man. Bored, I think bored humans are equally as destructive. So, I, again, I, I'm just... I don't know. Occupy dogs. Maybe they maybe they cut my balls off. I don't know. Do border collies get to? Are they spayed, neutered? If they cut my balls off. I don't know. I might be out. Less testosterone might be a good thing. Someone was describing to me though the other day that like because I've always in the back of my mind been like if I ever got a male dog I think I would fuck him. I'm, I'm not chopping his balls off. Fuck that. And then some person was just like overhearing a conversation was like yeah like we didn't cut his balls off and like. <laughs> He had like a prostate issue and like his balls like were like borderline explosion 
because he didn't have a chance to get off. And it's like, yeah, that's got to be brutal too. You know, dogs can't jerk off. Maybe free porn. I don't know, maybe there's free porn at this utopia. No, I think Kanye would be against that. He did say he's against that. But he's also against abortion, so I don't know what the fuck he wants. Oh, boy. All right, well, that went down a fucking rabbit hole, didn't it? Um, so, um, I guess, is this the sports thing? I swear, I don't have segments yet, guys. I don't have segments because none of you have emailed in your segments. Which, by the way, is the Herd Immunity Pod. No. <laughs> Let's just... I think the theme of this podcast, like the description of this podcast, should just be like the ongoing bit that's not a bit. is just Pat cannot remember what his email address is for this podcast, even though it's showing up in your job interviews. Um, <laughs> Theherdimmunity at gmail.com. Oh, yeah, we could do a segment where Pat just tries to remember things, like remembers... Um, Facts that you should probably know. Like, do you remember as a kid they had to, like, they would teach you a song to remember your address? 7760, 7760, Ramington Road, Ramington Road, Cincinnati, Ohio. <laughs> so, in case you got lost as a kid, you could tell like, the policeman. <laughs> or is that just my family? I don't know. Do they still do that? What have phone numbers? I mean, every kid's got a phone number. Are, are they microchipping kids yet? Because I feel like that's, that's got to be the future. If they haven't started doing that yet, that's, that is shocking. Like, you just go to the police station and just got like a, like a bar scanner and just like put it right up to your forehead. Boop! Oh, yeah. This is old Alf Bergen. Lives in, uh, lives in Cincinnati. Let's see his address. Yeah, one, two, three, four. Got it. Cool. Well, uh... We'll, we'll send him in a squad car later. But no, that, that can't be the case, right? Because I, I saw something on the news. Like, they do this thing, too, where it's like... I saw this the other day where it was like... And this happens probably, like, once every few months. Where someone, like, just, like someone turns a kid in. Like, that's, like, lost. Like a, like a lost puppy. They, like, call the cops and be like, yeah, like, there's this, like three-year-old just wandering around the neighborhood, like no parents around. Uh, hey, cops, do you want to come get him? And this is a scenario which, by the way, we're talking about defunding police. I, I am willing, I will say this here, I am pro-fund the police. However, I am willing to cede this point that when a child is found wandering the streets, maybe the police could cede that responsibility to a, a social worker. That is my platform. That is my compromise. Pat's great compromise. Fund the police except for uh, the reunification of lost children uh, in municipal neighborhoods. Um, but you know, they just like posted a picture on Twitter being like, uh, anyone know who this kid is? <laughs> and like the kid is like always like sitting in a police station with like a little shithead smirk in their face a little bit, like not scared, but kind of knowing that like, this is pretty fucking cool. I got to ride in a police car. They're treating me really fucking well. I'm getting candy and like sitting in the office with like all the, all the men in uniform, men and women in uniform. And they kind of have like a little smirk in their face being like, I'm loving this attention. Mom is going to be so pissed. <laughs> oh my God. Could you imagine? I mean, I- I'm picturing it. 
the, the parents being absolutely just horrified. It's got to be just one of the worst feelings ever, uh, not knowing where your kid is. And then I'm wondering what the feeling of, like, is it elation? Is it like, oh, my God, thank God. When they, like, open Twitter, they're scrolling through Twitter, and, like, someone DMs them. Like, your aunt DMs you, like, hey, is this your child? And you're just like, oh, God, I'm never going to live this one down. Are you relieved or are you are you like, I kind of wish that, the, <laughs> that you know, the kid was just playing in the woods? Like, <laughs> like I kind of don't like the fact that the police tweeted out a picture of my kid being like, anyone know who this is? And, like, everyone's parents in, like, the third grade. Or, no, sorry, not probably not third grade. I don't know. The preschool class is like, uh, yikes, that one got away from him. Been there. <laughs> I don't know. What the fuck was it talking about? I was plugging the herd immunity at gmail.com. That's what it was. Or or DM at the dot herd dot immunity. Uh, and again, keep in mind the pun. Um, but no, seriously, email yeah, send in, send in some segments, send in some things to talk about. I would love, I would love to get to get your guys' take on uh, on what we talk about next. I, I'm legitimately, I swear to God, I'm gonna put out another one on Thursday. I swear to God, we're gonna get in the schedule. I think we're gonna do a Monday. Maybe Wednesday schedule, um, but yeah, maybe Sunday, Thursday. I, I haven't, I haven't really worked it out yet. But one of those two, uh, we'll give you guys something to do during the week. Um, but no, I can't, I can't get out of here without talking about how uh, the, the fucking week with the Bengals, man. It's been, it's been a brutal couple of weeks. Um, they had a twenty-one point lead on the Colts that they blew in the second half. Um, just an absolutely appalling display of defensive football and, and some of the play calling was a little off offensively, certainly defensively. And then he started to see some some cracks in the armor and I, you can't you can't have you, you can't have an open rebellion in the defense. And that's kind of what you were seeing, man. Like I, I saw I mean obviously Dunlap throughout the next week was posting how unhappy he was with his role. William Jackson kind of wants out. Um, you know, you're, you're seeing Geno Atkins isn't playing. He's third in the depth chart. Is is there something you know wrong with his attitude? I think it's it's turned out over time that he's still kind of injured and they're, they're easing him back in. But um, and then you go to the Browns. They were three point dogs. The brain, the Bengals were. I went to the game. Oh, buddy, I got to talk about this. This was, uh, there's nothing better. Absolutely nothing fucking better than an NFL Sunday. I refuse to believe it. We went, we tailgated, had some pals. Um, My dad came, you know, I I bought the tickets, uh, which is a great feeling too, by the way, when you can treat your parents to something cool. Um, I bought the tickets. We we had some beers before the game, uh, walked in, had a couple of beers at the stadium. Um... And even with 12,000, which for Cincinnati, by the way, isn't like too far from what we would normally have. So it, and it honestly didn't feel that weird to be in the jungle with that few people. But even with 12,000 people, it was still electric. Um, it was great. We had just great seats. We were, in, we were in the upper deck, but the first row, probably like the 20-yard line. Um, great, great, great seats. Um, and, and we watched, and Joe Burrow looked incredible. Joe Burrow looked amazing. And Baker Mayfield in that first quarter was just atrocious. And I was loving it. I was feeling myself. I was tweeting. I was fucking texting my friends. Baker Mayfield, the fraud. 
He's back to Cincinnati. And what does this guy do? He comes and he has an absolutely almost flawless, probably the best game of his career. The, re- the remaining three quarters. I think the guy missed two passes. And the two passes he missed were spikes at the end of the game. But Joe Burrow was equally as incredible. Um, 400 yards, I think three touchdowns, including an absolute ballsy play, fourth and one from the, well, fourth and inches, really, from like the three-yard line. And uh, they do a little motion fake out to Gio Bernardo gets a touchdown. They got a minute, minute 11 left. I remember at the time saying to my dad, looking over and saying, they can't, like, they can't give them enough time. This defense, if they can, you get the sneak here, keep the clock moving. The Bengals have a couple timeouts. Browns have no timeouts. Get the clock moving. Then you got four shots at the end zone. Keep keeping the clock moving a little bit. The whole playbook is open. Instead, they go for it, right? They get the touchdown. Great. You know, we'll take the points. I'll take the touchdown every day of the week. Um, so now they're up three. The Browns get the ball back with a minute 11 left, no timeouts. 55 seconds later, they march down. They score a touchdown. It was just um, it was so predictable. It's so heartbreaking. And it's just like, I, I don't know what to do. I, I just, you almost, you begin to, like, I don't know how much more I can do it, man. I, I, I really don't. I, I, I was thinking kind of Sunday afternoon after I got home, just thinking like, you know, by that point, I'm like hammered, of course. I've had a bunch of beers. And you're just sitting there, you're thinking, like, I ruined, I can't, I'm not going to do anything else this Sunday. I'm not going to be productive. I fucking, the day's ruined. I lost money in the game because I, I literally, being at the stadium, I live bet the game when they were on that drive. And I fucking knew they were going to score. You, just, you could feel they were going to score. Joe Burrow's not going to let this chance slip. I hammered the money line. It was, I, I want to say, two to one. It was a fucking incredible odd. I was going to walk out of there paying for half my fucking ticket. And they fucking lose like that. And you lose the day. And it's just like, what? I can't keep getting emotionally invested in this because it hurts too much. I ended up getting a meal, continuing to have a few drinks. I was just fucking chatting with people as I do. Um, and just you get that feeling of being like, I don't know if I can keep doing this, man. It's just, it's too, it's too much. So I, I think I got to, for the remaining part of the season, man, I, I'm going to be a fan. Um, but I, I can't watch it like a fan. I, I gotta I gotta watch it like a uh, just a, a fucking regular game because, man, that team that team is will give you some highs. There's been a few highs this season where it looked like they were gonna do it and they blew it. Um, they're just not there yet, and um, I, I gotta stay positive because I I want to go back next year and I, I want to believe and I wanna I want to put that energy into it because I think I think it's gonna pay off. But um, I think I gotta, you know, I gotta gotta tweet less. I gotta fucking do less uh, because, man, it's just it's hard. It's heartbreaking, man. Um, but yeah, so there's congratulations to the Browns. Congratulations to Baker Mayfield. Um, that was a heck of a game. I guess you know from a neutral perspective that you know it might be the game of the year um, as far as I've seen back and forth, and it, that that is gonna be the future of the AFC North quarterback wise. Um, you know, Baker's going to stick around. When Baker's on his game, he's as good as anybody. I'm not convinced that he can do it consistently, do it for all, put together a full game, put together a couple of games. Um, but, man, when he's feeling it, he's 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 unbeatable. He's, he's very good. Um, and then Burrow just continues to show. I mean, he's, he's playing like a, a other pro. I mean, Kurt Warner 
Um, Peyton Manning, these guys that are following Joe Burrow, they're saying he's looking like a 10-year vet. Is his command of the offense and his precision, um, his efficiency is getting better. Every every number that you want to look at, obviously his yards and touchdowns are, are off the charts, but some of the more um, important metrics, yards per completion, his his um, ability to go deep uh, is getting better. He's he's flawless under 10 yards, you know, and, and the things that you want to see him improving upon his pocket presence, getting rid of the football, um, hitting guys down the field, all, all that's good. It's trending up, and it's really, really good. Um, and I think the players believe in Zach Taylor. Uh, for as much as Dunlap doesn't, I think it's somewhat isolated. Uh, so I think Zach Taylor's going to be here to stay for a little bit, and I think Joe Burrow's going to be here for a while. Um, so that, that's the future of the AFC North, um, and it was cool to see. And, um, you know, hopefully, hopefully next year they can – get a couple of corners in, um, get a couple of defensive ends that can get a, that can apply some pressure, and, and I think the, the result's going to change a little bit. Um, well, sure, I mean, I think that's, is that, is that the, oh, there we go, 30, 31 minutes, guys. All right, that's good. So I think, um, I think what I'm going to try and do, and I'm trying to get another one of these out next week, send in some segments, send in some topics, um, we'll cover those, and, um, Again, theherdimmunity at gmail.com is the email at period herd period immunity on Instagram. I'm also on on um, on Twitter as uh, immunity herd uh, at immunity herd. So uh, check that check that out. Uh, let me know what you guys think. Again, let's rate this thing. We're we're gonna collect. We're gonna keep collecting our ratings on 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 Apple Podcast. Um, and uh, and take it from there. Yeah, all right, that's it, everybody. Take care, and I will talk to you soon. Bye-bye.